Online Podcast 424. Hello, ladies and gentle whores. Welcome back to Online Podcast. As promised, last. Couple of weeks, I've been teasing you that I have a guest that I've always wanted to talk to for a while now, and finally, I've invited her up to the online studio and chat with me. Uh, here it is, Brenda Boo. Hello, Brenda Boo. Hello. Thank you for having me in your palatial studio. It's the accommodations are quite impressive. Thank mm-hmm. you. So, how long did it take for you to drive here? <laughs> <laughs> It's about a five-hour drive, but, you know, it's worth it, I think. <laughs> Which, by the way, I have to address. Uh, if you guys are in town in, Ken- in the Kansas City area like it right now, uh, yeah, feel free to knock on my door. <laughs> Hello. Or send me a tweet. Hello. Yes, yes. Eric would love that. Yes, yes. Especially, uh, yeah, especially when you're here with Eric. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, anyway, welcome to online. Thank you. Or on cast. Yes, <laughs> love it. I just love it on cast. So anyway, without without uh, uh, you know going, yeah, I always talk too much crap and then I run out of time. So let me ask you this: uh, You're here to chat with me. Mm-hmm. We met for the first time in Las Vegas, and mm-hmm. uh, I've always been fascinated. I'll give you a little bit of a background. I've always been fascinated by you ever since the days of. Uh, the group shows that you know I've I've heard of your name, and yeah. I, I've known about your podcast, but I've never really listened to it until recently. And I well, but that it doesn't change how fascinating you are. I don't know what it is, the voice, the the things that you say. It's just is very fascinating to me. So that's why I want you to be up here with me talking uh, about you, Brenda Boo. But bef- but before uh, we go into that, can you tell us what the the what your podcast? You are a podcaster. Yes, I'm a self appointed podcaster. Um, so you anybody listening can make themselves a podcaster as well. That's mm-hmm. what I like about it. Um, it's my personal journal podcast has the most cumbersome name in podcasting history. It's called Hello Again. It's Brenda Boo. Um, and then, of course, we have the Life on the Shit List, or Lotso, a uh, group show that we started at the beginning of the year. Very so, cool. Very cool. Thank you. And so here's my question. Yeah? What made you think that, or what made you start thinking, hmm, I'm going to do a podcast? Well, you know, Eric, my husband, mm-hmm. he's been doing radio ever since we got married, and we've been married almost 17 years now, mm-hmm. and um, there was a point a while back, several years ago, I thought it'd be fun for me and Eric to do a radio show, and um, but I knew that it, the idea of any radio station owner would never hire me to, because I don't have any experience in it, I don't have a degree in it, anything like that, they would, and the idea that Eric could ever convince anybody to, hey, give my wife a chance, you know. I didn't think they'd ever do that. So when I started working at the hospital, um, I was cheating. I wasn't supposed to, but I started listening to, uh, uh, I got an iPod to Uh. listen to. And I started listening to different shows that were on um, NPR. Mm -hmm. I noticed, you know, Fresh Air and uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, they had a podcast of their show. So as I was perusing the different shows all this free stuff and i'm very (laughs) cheap frugal (laughs) frugal and i was like wow look at all this free stuff and uh then i was like well these are i started listening to some different podcasts and i I was like well these are just ordinary people who have taken it upon themselves to do this and i said to eric i said you know i've always consumed a lot of TV and music and um, 
news programs, editorials, always been the one that was just always listening. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what a, wouldn't it be fun to have my say on some stuff? And, you know, when you listen to a lot of shows, you think, God, this sucks. I mean, this is terrible. <laughs> but I, I could do just, I could do at least this good, <laughs> you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. So um, that was it. I mostly, what, I what year was that? Do you remember? Oh, I haven't even been doing it two years yet. So it's like uh, like 2010-ish. That's when you were starting to listen to other podcasts and think that you can do this too, right? Approximately? Um, a little bit longer than that. Two and a half years. Two and a half years, okay. Yeah, and then because Eric had um, um, the expertise to, he knows how to run. Well, we have Adobe Audition. We don't have Audacity, but that's our... That's our program that we used to record. So he could teach me how to do it. Now, if I had been on my own, I never probably would have gotten to this point. Mm. I don't think I could have ever self-taught myself how to upload and do all the stuff that now is pretty easy. Mm -hmm. you know. But there is some definite steps, some technical stuff. And I am not computer savvy at all. I mean, if you teach me to, if you teach me something, I can eventually figure it out, but I get easily overwhelmed. So that was something that always kind of held me back too, is the technical stuff. See, uh, yeah, and, and your shows sound, well, you, especially your personal show sound amazing because, maybe because of Eric, I guess, with all the setup and everything. Um, Does he have any say with like the type of microphone and what is your setup? It's just, we just have a gateway computer. We have a little mixer. It's not very big at all. It's, I don't even know what it means. There's some number. It's a 402 BLZ3. <laughs> what, what Sounds that means. fancy. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a couple of cobalt microphones that look like old-fashioned microphones that sit on a stand. Oh. It's nothing fancy about it. Sounds fancy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh how did you then get involved with the pride 48 gang well it was all very kind of weird convoluted steps um as i was because i've spent many an hour trolling itunes looking mm -hmm. at stuff trying to find stuff i like to listen to and um the it have to have been um Vera Speaks is how I I saw this icon oh. on his show in iTunes and I saw that little head and I said what the hell is that little head <laughs> and I avoided it for a long time and then it kept popping up on my iTunes when I go to um, different you know I don't know if it was personal journals or what it was category it was in and um, I finally clicked on it uploaded some episodes I didn't I still didn't listen and then so that was it. That's what I um, I started listening to his show, and then of course he always talked about other shows. So that's how I got to know about all the other shows, like Ramble Redhead and Dubious Intent, and, and anybody else he mentioned on his show. So that's really how it started. Cool. Oh my gosh, I'm just gonna burp. That's a corn chowder. Hey, it's me. Okay. Um, have when was when was it that you you were fascinated by by audio? Was it when you got your podcast, or have you had any history earlier on in your life where where you are um, you know drawn to listening to radio and so forth? Well, I've always been very very musically driven, mm -hmm. and for years and years, that's what I would if I was just going to listen to something, it was music, and then. You know, as you get older, the new groups that come out really don't match your taste anymore, mm -hmm. you know. And but really, so that that kind of put me into a dry spell in terms of, of music. But then when I started cleaning for myself, I guess really what started it was I found this little radio that would pick up TV stations mm. before they went digital. So I could listen to Dr. Phil all these shows, the People's Court, and that's when I think the obsession really kind of started with with listening to talk radio. Mm -hmm. Because I always would listen to NPR, but it wasn't, you know, I didn't really seek it out. Once I started listening to the TV shows, and then the, they all became audio shows, basically, then I realized I can do this, and I can do stuff at the same time. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's one... 
the the beauty of an audio podcast is you can do things while listening to it. You don't have to devote and dedicate that time for watching somebody's podcast because you can listen and do stuff. Right. And I found that even before I did that, I used to watch a lot, lot more TV, and I used to uh, sew. You used to me, sew? Cross-stitch cross um, and needlepoint. Now tell me a little bit of, about your artsy background. Artsy. <laughs> uh, well, my mom's very... Yeah. She She's always done a lot of crafts. Everybody in my family is... it. It's kind of a Midwestern... It's an old-fashioned lady thing, you know. One of the things you would learn how to do is needlepoint and needlepoint embroider. Uh, I never have managed to learn how to really knit or crochet, mm. but um, it's just kind of all part of that old-fashioned women's tradition of making things pretty for the home, <laughs> you know. And then it was kind of it's also sewing is I can't do it so much anymore because I have carpal tunnel, mm. but. Sewing is very therapeutic because when I would watch TV or if I could do it now, my hands are moving. And there's something about the, the creating something out of nothing that's very, um, very um, satisfying, too. Mm. So, I don't know. Do you still craft? Yeah. I, I make Everything I make now is on the goofy side. So, <laughs> one of the last things I cross-stitched was Cartman. Across, you know, from South Park. Yes. <laughs> and, um, or just, I don't know. Like, I'll make collages out of weird things that I think are funny. It's just, it's quirky. You like SpongeBob, it's, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you sound so ashamed? <laughs> well, Eric used to watch it all the time, and I'd make fun of him. I'm like, "This is so asinine!" Because I was, I'm not a, fa I'm not a fan of the, um, of the animation. The colors are all very primary colors. There's not much detail. I was like, visually, this isn't that great. And then I started listening to Tom Kenny and all the actors, and I'm like, "Oh, they brought these characters to life." So. Part of it's a shame because I shamed Eric for liking it for so long. <laughs> well, it's a little cartoon, you know. Kids like it too, so. So, um, the when you listen to a podcast mm -hmm. and you the shows that you find yourself drawn to, yes. What kind of shows are they typically? Are they, is there like a certain type or you are just consuming podcasting from, you know, the, the entire spectrum. I have, I do like the Personals Journal podcast. Like, I really enjoy yours. I like the combination of telling events and then putting some perspective on it, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just hear a laundry list of what people have done. I want to know the meaning of what they've done to them. Mm -hmm. So I'm very attracted to that. And... Some, sometimes, though, it's easier to listen to people you don't know. So, like, I listen to a lot of stand-up comedians, too, who do podcasts because um, I'm always a fan of <laughs> – that sounds so stupid. I'm a fan of comedy. I like to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so I listen – so sometimes it depends, you know. Sometimes if I'm feeling uh, – I want to make a connection. I'll listen to somebody from Pride 48. If I want somebody that is just going to talk and it's not going to be so personal, then I'll go for um, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. He's a comedian. Um, I really like the Dana Gould Hour. Just, you know, and I've tried so many shows. Is that entertainment for you, right? That's entertainment yeah. for you? Distracting me from... And keeping my mind entertained or, you know, engaged, hmm. you know, so I can, I like to have my own opinion about stuff. I mean, I don't like just to take other people's opinions. So if I'm listening to something in my mind, I'm always processing it too. Like how would I, if somebody said that to me, how would I respond? Hmm. So it's engaging too. It's not just entertainment. It's, and, and I learn stuff too. I'll pick up, that's how I learn best. If, if somebody if it's in my ears and they make me laugh, that will stick in my head too. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you listen to 
the Pride Forty Eight. How do you how do you view the Pride Forty Eight community? What? Well, what do you mean? What? What? What is Pride Forty Eight to you? What does it mean? What is Pride Forty Eight to you? Well, I think it's a it's a great venue for people who who might feel like in their everyday life a little marginalized or isolated. Mm-hmm. And they can come to Pride 48 and know that they can find like-minded, kind, funny people that they can connect with, that they can share their similar thoughts with. Because, you know, if you live in a tiny town in Wyoming, let's say, there might not be any gay culture at all for you to, to embrace. But mm-hmm. by having Pride 48, you can find like, and I think it's wonderful, I think it's you know that Daniel and Adam came up with this concept is is pretty amazing, and that they've you know stayed with it, that it's grown so much. I mean, they're not making money out of it, so I mean, it's it's a pretty wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. What? How have you always been very um, accepting ac- accepting of the LGBT community, or 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 you have you just been you know open, liberal, and just no big deal how did the lgbt community become part of your life well i'd have to say that for a long time you know when i was pretty young mm-hmm. living in a small town i i didn't even know what it was until way into my adulthood i i didn't have any friends that were that well i did i didn't know at the time but i yeah I hung out with a guy who turned out he he's gay but i never I never thought about it that much. Well, then I worked, I had a part, I guess probably where it really started was I had a part-time job at this laundromat. And um, it, it was with three women with my coworkers, and they're all just happened to be lesbians, right? It was just kind of this weird thing. And two of them were a couple mm-hmm. and one wasn't, but they're all friends. And I can, I admit back then in my early 20s, I was kind of, it was the first real up-close personal experience I had Mm -hmm. and I I probably was a little anxious and then it just soon very quickly it's just like these guys are just people this is ridiculous and um once I processed that in my head just even one time like how would I like it if every time I went out I had to be careful about if I held hands with Eric or how would I like it if I couldn't get married to somebody I wanted to? I mean, it only took just one or two, you know, once having that conversation with myself. I was like, well, this is ridiculous. It's none of my business. It doesn't matter. It's all about consent. If you have consent, do what you want. It, it's, it doesn't matter. It's not my place to judge. It's nobody's place to judge. When uh, The one thing that I enjoy of you is your... You know, you like the, the the type of podcasts that we like are very similar. Uh, you want to talk. You want to hear people's thought process, like you know, <laughs> they they process and they sort of like stream of consciousness, right? It just comes out. Yeah, <laughs> I love that kind of stuff because I I think what it does is just give you a glimpse um, of what's inside their head or inside somebody's head. So, what? What is it? Uh, what's the Brenda Boo? In you know how how much of the Brenda Boo in your your personal podcasts that we get to listen to? Hello again, it's Brenda Boo. It's available on iTunes. <laughs> do you of that? Do you think in like in percentage? How much of the true Brenda Boo comes through uh, to your podcast? Um, I'd say. Well, how much do you let your, you know, because, you know, we don't share 100%. Most people don't, but, yeah. Um, I'd say almost 95%. Oh, so that's very, very, uh, quite a bit. Um, I'd say I'm more guarded in person than I ever have been on my show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a good, I'm not an, I can't act, for one thing. I could never be an actor, so... <clears throat> If I if I'm if I sound sad I'm sad if I sound pissed I'm pissed it's it's really kind of having it's 
sometimes, you know, sometimes I think, what's wrong with you, Brenda? You, your emotions are always just kind of under the surface and bubbling. And, you know, it seems like I react to things so strongly and, and stuff. And like everybody else can put on this phony face and, and kind of meld in society better. I wish I could be more like that. But whatever it is, that's just me. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> do you do that in your like day-to-day life as well? I can't because <laughs> I, I've gotten one too many looks from people. <laughs> what is this chick's problem? <laughs> How do you see yourself? What is Brenda Boo's uh, reflection like for you? What? What? Who are you through your own eyes? Um, see myself as somebody who is just kind of barely hanging on at times, you know? terms of financially emotionally um I, when i see other people my own age or even younger i feel like everybody else has got their shit together better than i do like uh making adult decisions of having and raising children that just seems like oh that's i would never even consider it you know it's just that's crazy talk i i guess i i see myself as I try to be as good a person as I can. Sometimes it comes off as uh, pathetic, (laughs) clingy, and kind of like a loose cannon. But I try to, I try to adhere to a certain amount of adherence to rules. So, even though I feel like in a lot of ways I'm a fuck up, I do feel like I try to be a good person. So. I think it's, you know. I, I definitely get a sense of that. The the perception, uh, your perception that you are a a fuck up, <laughs> is either to quote you is uh, it's fascinating to me. I mean, uh, why do you think that is? I mean, is it in comparison or what? What, what makes you think that? Is it profession? What What is it that? costs you or make you think that way or is, has it always been like that throughout your whole life that that you that you view yourself that way well i i think it's yeah probably started when i was a kid because i've always in a lot of ways just had my you know you always see sometimes you see a little kid and they seem like they're in their own little world just mm-hmm. la, 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 <laughs> just having a good time well, that's the kind of that's kind of the way I felt as a little kid. Like, I have my ideas, and I assume that my ideas don't really um, matter to anybody else. And then, as I got got older, I started getting reactions from people like, "You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong about this," you know, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And when I wasn't getting any kind of positive stuff, too. I just started. My allergies are bad too. When um, <laughs> blow <stuff>. your nose. <laughs> Let me snort. <laughs> there we go. Um, so I just, you know, I guess, getting a lot of negative feedback. I don't know. If, I think my my family is the kind that uh, a little more old fashioned. They don't give out a lot of praise. So I think I just started from when I was a kid, and I don't know. I just. I don't know how to explain it. Do you do you consider your could you consider yourself um, a a positive person or a negative person when it comes to world view and how you perceive things? Oh well, consensus would say I'm pretty negative. But yeah, that's why I want to ask. (laughs) It is from you though. Um, I I think to be. Very honest, mm-hmm. I think I'm a pretty bitter person. I do get mad. I can I, taste I, it. <laughs> what? I said I can taste it. <laughs> yes. No, because I licked you. Ah! Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, yeah, okay, go ahead. Elaborate. Sorry for the interruption. That's all right. No, I just... <clears throat> you do I, consider yourself that. Yeah, I, do. I feel like... Um, I feel like I, I'm basing this on a scale of fairness that just is never going to exist in the world. So that's where that bitterness comes up. I feel like I have to 
suck it up in different ways that I don't see other people sucking it up. And this mm. is bitterness for me. So it's, it's an unrealistic thing. I'm always just saying, is this fair? And if I deem it's not fair, then that just feels like I collect evidence. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's very neurotic way to think. <laughs> Which makes your podcasting very fascinating. <laughs> well, okay, for instance. Yes. Here, I was at the pool yesterday mm. swimming. I'm going to talk, I'm going to go into more depth about this on my show this week. But I was at the pool. There was nobody around. I get in the far lane. Um, if they come, if they come in and they want to teach a lesson, they don't ever go to that lane. Typically that's not a popular lane, whatever. So I'm doing my thing. So a couple old ladies come in and they're in the lane, the far lane from me where all of a sudden now they're going to do a private swimming lesson. So this little old lady comes up to me and says, excuse me, would you move to this lane? Because she's kind of short and she wants to exercise. And I was like, okay, lady, it's the same depth <laughs> at the end of the pool. I don't know what you're thinking. But it was just assumed that I would move, and that just fucking pissed me off. <laughs> like, I was here first, and it happens all the time. I mean, what if I was, what, maybe I'm blind in one eye, and I need the wall to see or something. It's just, that's the kind of shit that gets under my skin and just pisses me off. It's just like... <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I wasn't very so, nice about it either. I just like, <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> do you, do you, uh, is is this pretty common? Are things like that that bug you, you know, pretty common? Like things like that that bug you? Yeah, that it's just. Does it? Things- Does it, has it always been that way? Do you actually get some sense of, do do you know in your head what you, what I'm trying to say here is when you react to a situation like this, do you ever think about the, the, the other way of reacting? Like, it's like, oh, that's fine. And then move on. Have you thought about that? Or did, does that not even come into your, uh, your It depends. It, if it hit, like I said, it's a cumulative thing. So the uh-huh. first time it happened, it was like, oh, that's fine. Uh-huh. But that I happens get, to you I feel all the time. Like, yeah. So, and I've never done that. I've never impede, you know, I've never made somebody, hey, stop what you're doing. Accommodate me. Hmm. This, I'm more important than you. That's what it feels like. That's very, very interesting. The reason why I said that was because <clears throat> I don't want to go too far into the detail because I I made it a rule for myself that I don't talk about other people who are, oh, especially my loved ones, uh, my partner, um, n- not all the time, but every now and then, I don't want to give the impression that my uh, my partner is, is, is 100% like you, but there are times where where he would say, you know, why do why do people, I, I've always been very considerate and then people always come up and do things that's rude like you know holding the door open for somebody he said you know it's just natural that you do that and then people walk in as if you're a doorman right that kind of stuff right yeah that that would irritate me i'd want to slam the door in their face (laughs) (laughs) fine fuck you then open your own goddamn door (laughs) i i mean so i you know in a way i i get it and now 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 to 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 kind of throw in a different idea and and I'm totally I I I I rarely not not never but I rarely get bothered by situation and things like that I get bothered by other things but situation like this I don't even pay attention to those things and I'm typically kind of I don't expect anything when I do something. Like, I don't know whether I'm saying this because I'm judgmental. Because I say because you expect somebody to appreciate what you're doing, and therefore you get disappointed. Or for me personally, when I do something, I just typically, this is what I'm doing. If you appreciate it, great. If you don't, I don't really care. And so maybe because of that thinking, that maybe I am rarely get 
disappointed because I don't expect. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's the healthy way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's any psychologist or, you know, psychiatrist you, would say so that's he, the healthy way to look at it. So you know that, right? Consciously, you know, you are aware of that. Yeah, I know it. But is there something that you get out of not abiding by that rule? Do you get certain, some satisfaction from doing it your way? Oh, yeah. It feeds my ego a little bit. I'm better than they are. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to be honest, yeah, it does. When you don't do something you deem as wrong, you're like, yeah, I'm a better person than they are. <laughs> Thank you for being so brutally honest. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Eric. Mm -hmm. Not not talk about him, but yeah, related to him. Yeah. How did you meet? Well, back in wherever year it was, ninety four. Eric um, is Brenda's husband. Mm -hmm. Husband. <laughs> um, back in the late, early '90s, I got asthma. Right, this is a convoluted way of saying, it, but I I got adult set on asthma because I, I smoked, and when I would get colds, blah blah blah. Well, this happened several times. Ended up in the hospital, and when I would end up in the hospital, when I would get out of the hospital, invariably I'm like, that's it. I need to make some changes in my life. This shit's ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. Well, this one time I had ended up at the hospital right around Christmas and same deal. I got out and I was like, I need to make some changes. So I decided I was going to get a part-time job in addition to my job I had at this bank. Mm -hmm. So um, I lived in this rooming house, this really horrible rooming house. And one of the girls down the hall said, well, we're hiring people at Pizza Hut. That's where it was. And she says, uh, she says, I could pick you up an application. I said, nope, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go down there, you know, because this is my whole new, I'm starting over. I'm going to be proactive. So I went down there and Eric was a shift manager there. He mm -hmm. was standing behind the counter and he gave me my application. That's where I first met him. And he was my boss for a while. Wow. And we're kind of, we. Um, was it love, as, love at first sight? Uh-uh. No, not at all. <laughs> Did you pay much attention to him at all? Well, there was something about him. I can remember at a certain point, like he had invited me over to a party at his new place. And I thought maybe some, maybe he liked me. Mm -hmm. But then I found out he was so much, he's nine years younger than me. Uh. So if, then I was like, oh, this is crazy. And But then I do remember one time we were at work and he was standing by the counter and I was on the outside and I remember him looking at me with these really kind of puppy dog eyes like you need to like me and that's when I kind of figured that there was something going on oh that's kind of fun yeah so that's how we met we started dating and then we got married less than a year later oh wow uh-huh how many years have you been married now 16 almost 17 Wow, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, have you, uh, when you, where did you guys meet? At that Pizza Hut. Right, where, with which part of the country? Oh, I'm sorry, Iowa City. Iowa City, okay. Mm -hmm, that's what you, I lived in Iowa City. Do you, you grew up there all your life? No, I, I lived in a small town about 30 miles from here called Anamosa. And uh, I went to college at the University of Iowa in Iowa City. And then I just lived there basically for 10 years. I moved. I did a couple moves, but then I ended up back in Iowa City. So I, I lived in Iowa City about 10 years altogether. Mm. And that was exciting, isn't it? Do you, do, you, <laughs> do you ever, you know, do you ever want to or think about moving to, like, moving somewhere else, like living somewhere else, find a brand new life somewhere else? Well, we lived in North Carolina for a couple of years after we got married, first got married, and that was hell. I hated it. Um, what made you move there? Eric's parents got transferred for their job, mm -hmm. 
And we thought, well, this would be kind of an exciting adventure. You know, we know somebody there. We could stay with them. Why not make a fresh start? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of a, you know, nothing's going on here in Iowa City. Why not? Eric just graduated from college, and he has the same degree as you, you know. Oh, really? Broadcasting. Oh. So, but yeah, it was just kind of a why not? We're newly married. Why not have an adventure? Everything was new anyway, so. Mm. And uh, what made you move back? You know, I hated it <laughs> with a passion. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you hated? Um, I hated the weather. Uh-huh. I hated, I mean, the fall and the fall winter were fine, but the summer lasted, you know, six months of the year, 90 degree weather, day after day after day. And I hated that. I really hated it. It was a bit of culture shock, too. You know, very conservative Midwesterner goes to the Bible Belt, which, you know, just because you're in the Bible Belt doesn't mean you're not just a bunch of drinking, whoring people. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I never liked it. Do you? I, I miss my family. Do you uh, th- so so? Then you decided that Iowa City is where you really want to be. Um, we never have moved back there since. Where so are you now? You're in Rep, Rep, uh, Cedar, Cedar Rapids. Rapids. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't mind living in Iowa City. I would prefer it, but what is your what is your um, ideal weather that you like? In the Midwest uh, weather. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's a little bit all over the place, isn't it? The Midwest. <laughs> it is. It's like you know. Uh, I actually, frankly, I quite like it. You know, I grew up in a in a tropical country, and I I have yearned and always yearned for the the very distinct four seasons because you get dressed differently for different <laughs> seasons. And and then when I came here, it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is awesome. And then after a few years later, I was like, shit. <laughs> It's too cold. <laughs> it's a little, little psychotic yeah. sometimes. I, I guess my ideal weather. I would, I would be very happy to live on the, like, um, next to the ocean, perhaps on the upper west coast. But there's a little too much rain. I don't know, Maine, someplace like that. That would be hmm. ideal. So, so do you like uh, like rainy weather? You do not like rainy weather. Right? Not too much rainy. I get too depressed. I'm I'm too seasonally affected as they say. Uh, do you like the sunshine? You like sunshine? You do like do you like ocean more than mountain? Yeah. Well, I like them both, but I'm very drawn to the water, very much so. Mm. Oh, are are you that way? I am more of a water person because I grew up in an island. So I, it just, because being in Kansas City, there's no, there's, I'm surrounded by land. So suddenly I'm craving, you know, ocean. I just like this. The, I I don't mind the mountains. The only thing about the mountains is that uh, you have to climb it. (laughs) 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 And I'm not very, uh, I'm not very physical, and uh, I don't like hiking. Oh, my gosh. And my partner loves the mountains, and he likes loves to go hike, and I do it only for him, not because I enjoy it. I wouldn't want to go hiking. Uh, I'm afraid of nature. So, so, yeah, well, it can be a pain in the ass. I mean, even just little nature. You go walk, walking through the woods, and you get ticks, and you get bitten. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't understand those things. Uh, yeah, I, I'm afraid of... And I'm not even kidding. It's it's not like a person. I really do. I don't really know what to do, and I get itchy. Every you know, I I, I itch everywhere. Itches. <laughs> yeah, get when you go out. Yeah, and then uh, and then you have like those, you know, snakes and bugs and all that. I just don't do nature very well. I like a very controlled nature situation, as in I like to be outside as long as, you know, it's kind of cleared and. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Well, that's the thing is though. And I made, I made it sound like I do not appreciate nature. I do appreciate nature, but as long as I get to be very comfortable. Uh, I when I went to the mountains with Bruce one time because my uh, 
his family, his father's side of the family lives in Wyoming. So we, I've been to Wyoming and we've driven there and we would drive up to the mountains and it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And I really enjoyed it then. But when every time I go out to the nature and do stuff, I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't say, oh, let's go up to the mountains. I, it's not me, my nature. I would say, oh, let's go to New York City. I'm more of a city person. Mm-hmm. So you'll do it, but it's it's never on the top of your list. See, I would yes. rather go. And I would avoid like, you know, it, when it's cooler, it's actually nicer because then, you know, for some reason I don't itch as much. When it's warmer, I itch more. Well, sweating is a horrible thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think. I hate to Yeah, sweat. me too. I hate exercise. <laughs> do you like exercising? Oh, I love swimming. That's what I do. Oh, that's good. Um, See, I wish there's something that I love doing. See, Nothing. that's the only thing I can make myself do. Everything else sounds like pain in the ass. I know I can I can make myself exercise, but do you do you enjoy doing it or do you just you do you and that is the most the least objectionable exercise or do you actually enjoy doing it? Swimming? Uh-huh. I love swimming. I look forward to it. Oh gosh, I, I wish there's something physical that I look forward to. I look forward to eating. I do. <laughs> <What> am- <laughs> Do you like any kind of racket sports? I used to love playing mm. tennis and stuff. I grew up in Malaysia, so badminton is big, you know. Oh, yeah, badminton's fun. But, uh, no, I do not enjoy any of those. Oh, okay. Yeah. I liked them because at the time I didn't realize it, but it was a really good way to get rid of some aggression because you're pounding on something. You're just um. like, boom. <laughs> <Bang>. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so now let's get back to podcasting again. So, Brenda Boo. Mm-hmm. What do you think you get out of podcasting? Well, I've met so many people because of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly, I can tell, like, uh, when I haven't, sometimes I think, oh, I'm, this is ridiculous. Why am I doing this? You know, not that many people listen to me, you know, in terms of numbers. I don't have, you know, even 200 listeners per episode. And I think this is just dumb. Why am I? fooling myself but then a week will go by and then I'll be like all this stuff has backed up and even if I'm just talking to myself in the microphone and hardly anybody ever hears it's therapeutic for me mm-hmm. and then um it the you know it does I can't say that it doesn't make me feel good when somebody tweets me or emails me and says oh I really like this that you've done I mean I love the you know who doesn't love a little praise mm-hmm. I agree but but then, you know, and then it's, um, then I've gotten to meet people like you and Peter. And then, you know, Peter and I, he's one of the first people I asked that if he wanted to do Lotso with me. Mm. So, and, you know, and then I got to meet Faye and Mark in Canada and Jay and all these, you know, really nice people. So, I, I mean, those are the three things that I, I guess I get out of it. Okay. So people, um, therapy. And mm-hmm. affirmations. <laughs> yes, daily affirmation. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'll think, don't you, I mean, you have Twitter and stuff. You'll be, say you're at work and you think, why am I bothering with this? I've been doing it for so long. And then all of a sudden somebody out of nowhere will tweet you and they indicated that they heard your last show and they liked it. And you're like, oh, that's so yeah, nice. <laughs> it is. And I think when Twitter came out, I thought it's the, the perfect uh, interacting, like interactive tool for podcasters because it's a little bit less effort than go to the website, comment, or pick up the phone and call, or um, or write you an email. You know, it's 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 a lot quicker, and and you get to actually hear people writing back, mm-hmm. even though, um, yeah. <laughs> Even though I, I I totally understand that. Do you ever feel like you are? Uh, I was listening to last week. I talked about that, or yeah, this last show last week. I talked about Ricky talking about how you know there's no there's it, you feel kind of lonely and kind of quiet. Nobody interact. And do do you ever have you ever felt that before? You mean on Twitter or on podcasting? Like you know you feel like you've put out shows and then you sometimes feel like nobody's listening and so forth Have you ever oh felt yeah that? i feel that way quite often mm-hmm. so, what what kept you going then um 
Because, you know, the little kid that when you, I don't know if you're like this as a kid, but we, there's always that kid that if they get picked on and then they go home and they're like, I should have said this and you replay mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, yeah. That's me. And that's what I do with my podcast. <laughs> so if things happen and I can't confront that person, it gives me an outlet, even if you know, <laughs> what I should have said. That's what I, I wish I would have named my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's a good idea. What I should have said. Yeah. Damn, I should have said that. That would have been pretty perfect for me but that just being able to give my opinions about stuff because being a you know this will and plus okay this is another thing that drives me actually there's not that many female voices Mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. if i just have a little listenership and you know and it's just my voice i like to think that because i get tired of hearing the male perspective on everything Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's good that to just keep – how am I trying to say this? The women's movement has lost a lot of momentum in the last 20 years. And I would like to see people, women start really letting, <laughs> letting everybody know that we have opinions that we're not just bodies that produce babies and we support our husbands and whatever, you know. We have opinions. Yeah, that's true. I mean, do you? I'm sure you've gone out there and tried to <clears throat> try to look for uh, podcasts from a female point of view. Oh, I have a lot, which are more point of view more than how do I make my husband happy or how do I lose weight and how do I look pretty? How do I do hair, this hair and all that? Right? Do you do you find a lot of that out there? Women's uh, uh, podcasts is typically that. Well, when I I Google, I put on iTunes a while back and I said, women's podcasts, see what would come up. Uh, it was about losing weight and the female Christian. Mm-hmm. That was the majority of them. And then when I, then when I've tried to listen, just found other women podcasts, there's a lot of giggling, just giggling, <laughs> nothing really saying of substance or I don't, you know, and the girls that tend to do podcasts, sometimes they were the popular girls ah. and I don't really I can't relate to sitting around listening to popular girls you know yeah 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 I getcha do you uh is it fair to say that you are an introvert oh yeah it was very it, it took me a good 48 hours to calm down when we were at Pride Party <laughs> <laughs> I know when you saw I know like I was so you know of course I'm I'm I don't know whether that's true. Maybe we'll we'll have to wait for the time when you when you talk to me when you interview me. I I have come to realize that uh, after my podcast, I've come to realize that I am very animated. I'm very big, mm-hmm. and I when I see people, I was like, "Oh my god, right now, I'll give you a hug." And do you is that is that f- fairly accurate of what I think other people perceive myself? You you seem very comfortable in your own skin, and that's a good thing. Mm. You seem like um, this is the way I am. I I have no problem with the way I am. I'm a friendly, happy person, and I'm not taking on your shit. You know, meaning people mm-hmm. like me. I think you're very autonomous. You know what I'm saying? That. And then I thought I was like. Oh shit! Am I gonna scare you off? <laughs> I, because that didn't register until I went back to my hotel. And I was like, "You," because now that I, I can see, I can recall back. Like you were a little, uh, you were you were very unsettled. Your face. <laughs> and then I thought, I just went over and gave you a big hug. And on behalf of Greg, who is also from Kansas City, uh, do you know Greg? The yes, yes, yeah. Man, I love Greg. So I have seen him once in person. I've not gone. I really need to make an effort to go out and have dinner with him because he came to one of my performances where I sang one time. And it was very awkward because I was there and there's other people. I came down and and I wanted to say hi, but then I was with my brothers and some of the friends. and It was very awkward. And I was like, oh, and then he left. And so I felt a little weird and bad. 
that that happened. But uh, now I work very close to where he lives, so I can just yell his name and he'll come out. Uh, but anyway, yeah, go ahead. How do you know? How did you get to know him? He, you know, when I joined Twitter, I think I went on somebody's list of people that they followed, mm-hmm. and I just started following a bunch of people that they followed because I didn't know what to, you uh, know, it's like, I don't know any of these people. And I think, um, Greg was just one of those people. I'm, I'm not sure though. I don't quite remember, but he's one of the first people I ever tweeted with consistently. Mm. He's always been so nice to me. Yeah. He's very sweet. And he's, uh, he's a podcast listener for a long time. He's listened to my show for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's a, just get the feeling he's a good guy. Yeah. So I really, I really need to. If you come to Kansas City, we'll go knock on his door. Oh, I, that would be. I, great. I don't really know where he lives, but it's close enough to my office. I can yell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so but you're I, an, you're an introvert. Yeah. No, uh, I, what I wanted to say. Yeah. Was, go ahead. Um. There's certain types of people when they get into stressful, you know, social situations, they'll get more animated. Or they'll just, they're, you know, they, they don't change at all. They're in an even keel. And then there's some people that kind of just shut down. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I tend to just like, <laughs> well, if I don't say anything, then nothing can be held against me. <laughs> I don't know. I've always been pretty shy. So when you came up to me in my inside, I was like, oh, this is so nice. But it was hard for me to express it. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I mean, which I knew. I mean, you... Uh, maybe I, I don't know what it is for some reason that maybe it's listening to your shows or something that that I knew that that's going to be the case plus I have always been even though I'm very out there I am under I understand people that you know not everybody's like me so uh I didn't I didn't sense that you are not welcoming me going <laughs> there and give you a hug I just was concerned that I will scare you off with my like, oh my gosh, this is me, girlfriend. <laughs> I was so, I have so much energy to like, oh, here's Brenda Boo that I've always wanted to meet. No, I, I, see, part of it, it's not just being shy, it's a fear of rejection. Mm. So if I came up to, say, if I came up to you and I was so excited to meet you and wanted to give you a hug and you gave me what, even what I sensed as being apathetic, that would be devastating to uh, me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. And, and that's why I made it an effort this year that I would go up to as many people as possible. The one person I didn't really get to do that was um, uh, P, P, uh, Peter G. Oh, yeah? I, ne- I didn't really get to. The, 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 because, you know, I didn't have the opportunity to go out there and and chat with him i don't even think we had many we didn't even exchange too many conversations but it's not because i was afraid or shy or whatever it's just that the opportunity always is like there's always somebody there or i'm going somewhere and it didn't happen because i really you know i get to i didn't really get to talk to uh jay all that much too but last time we did but he's the one person that didn't really get to which i i wish i had had more time with him me too. I didn't get to see much of Jay either. I mean, I get to talk to him once a week, but it's Peter not Peter for same. me. Yeah, Peter for me specifically this time. Um, and uh, Wes Stone, I didn't really get to spend too much time this time. Last time we did, because I was clinging on to him and Nessa when that drunk guy was, uh, <laughs> was there. Uh, he probably listens to this show, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, I was going to ask you. I've never really thought about that until I had a conversation with Mark... Uh, in Canada, mm-hmm. about how podcasting really allowed uh, introverts to really get to have a platform, mm-hmm. exactly, and speak up and and voice their own opinion. Typically, the extrovert tend to conquer the stage, so to say, you know, so to speak. Right, they do. They have the, the loudest voices for whatever mm-hmm. you know. Even if they're shy on the inside, they still. A lot of people can have a big mouth and not have anything to say. Rush Limbaugh, Bill O'Reilly. I mean, they they have all the stuff they want to talk, but nope, I don't want to hear what they have to say. You know, mm-hmm. what's her name? That blonde. I just wrote a book. Oh, I hate her. Which one, Ed Coulter? <laughs> yes. 
Oh gosh, <laughs> she's the. F- I don't know even what to. You know, I, I try not to be very. I my goal in life is not to be judgmental, and uh, no matter who you know, with all this political differences and opinions, I I try not to be judgmental. But it is so tough with Ann Coulter because I don't really know. I don't know if I should feel sad for her or if I should feel. Uh, angry sometimes, you know. She's just so she she looked very desperate and pathetic, mm-hmm. and so I don't know. I would have more respect for her if, you know, not I don't like the things that she says, but if she didn't come out and present herself as some kind of wannabe sex object, if she came out and like dressed in a in a way that people could take more seriously, she always looks like. She just looks like, you know, she did the walk of shame that she had a one-night stand and she's showing up on The View in the same outfit that she went out with last night. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> I could respect her more as a journalist if she just didn't present herself. You know, it's just like, I'm a woman and I'm going to be sexy and I'm going to be opinionated too. It's like, oh, fuck. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to think of her. She's crazy. Uh, what, uh, which, oh my gosh, is 55 minutes. Um, to wrap this up, what is, what do you want, ideally, what do you want your podcast to achieve to the to the universe? If you can, you know, or it, sometimes things may have already happened, you know, an email coming from a listener or something. What What is, is it that you want to achieve with your podcast? Um, that, really that, that everybody can have a voice. And when you know when we first started this, you said you're a podcaster. And I'm like, yes, I'm a self-appointed podcaster. Anybody can do it. And that even if they don't want to sit behind a microphone, if they hear something that I say that they think somebody else thinks that too, I find that would be very, that would be very um, satisfying because I fi- I've always found feeling alone is probably one of the worst experiences. So like Mm. if I, you know, and even though I'm not, I don't talk about a lot of GLBT stuff really, Mm -hmm. but I find that most, I think almost, you know, almost all my audiences, I think a lot of GLBT people. So it's, that's the, that's the key point. We're all people, whether Mm -hmm. we like girls or we like guys. We're just people. And if that was embraced, you know, that no matter who, what your sexuality is, we think a lot about the same things. That would be, that would give me some joy. Yeah. Dumb? I don't know. No, no, no. I think, I think that's, that's a, that's a, yeah, if you can connect with somebody, if you can let other people connect to you and feel like I'm not the only one having that thought. That, are you still there? Okay, so it looks like oh, we've lost the connection. Okay, so you are back. <laughs> Skype is not free. <laughs> it's it seems like after an hour it says that's it. It's time to hang up, girlfriends. Hang up. <laughs> no, okay, so before we go, I would like to um ask you very quickly, um how did Lotzel a life in the shitless come about? The show the itself. The show itself. Um, I'd always liked the camaraderie that I heard on Gavin's show, "Poke It with a Stick." Uh huh. Um, but there, it was a time in my life where I really wanted to have some social connections, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, I would love to have my own panel show. And who would, you know, who would like, who would I like to talk to every week? And who mm-hmm. do I think is funny? And that's where I came up with these guys and they all agreed fortunately um Hadem was in the original group but then with the time difference it yeah was kind of impossible unless we recorded on Saturdays so we were, started recording on Thursday nights so Hadem was an original member and it was it was a it was just a desire to have my own panel show mm. so yeah. it, it, it was your idea right it was, yeah. 
It was my idea. Do you do you think you'll be、uh, very soon? We'll be adding like you、uh, know two more shows and three more shows under your、uh, belt very soon. Do you have ideas that keep popping up that you want to do? I have an idea, but I I don't know. It was it was the name was derived. Maybe I shouldn't tell the name, but the name was derived by something that Mark in Canada said, and、um, I would love to have maybe just a monthly show of all women. Talking about female issues, so be, maybe just once a month, and like the tagline could be, you know, just like your period, we're back once a month. <laughs> I love it. So you have this, like, you know, very creative, like a producer mind, you know, which I love. I have a lot of ideas. Like, that, that's had, amazing. You should turn that into a, a radio show. Oh, I don't know if any, I, if I would be considered profitable. You know, the radio. Radio community is pretty generic. Yeah, I do. I do agree. You have to, you have to put out a show that you know ninety percent of the population would agree and want to listen to. Uh huh.、Yeah. And it's it doesn't take much to offend. That's why we are podcasters because we want to <laughs> speak what we want to speak and not being controlled by the station or our sponsors. That's right.、Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything that you want to add? Let my my listeners know about you. Because I think you you've been、uh, those are the questions that questions that I ask you. I didn't have a list. I just like to, you know talk to you and things that pop up in my head. I will ask. I mean, I have some ideas of of you know which direction we want to go.、Mm-hmm. Is there anything that I miss that you want my listeners to know about you? Well, I always feel because I like to be the interviewee. So when we get together again to ask me, let me interview you for my show.、Uh-huh. Going to be a much more comfortable thing for me because I know all my stories, I know all my answers. So I always feel like this is so self-indulgent for me to sit here and talk about myself, you know.、Uh-huh. But、um, I'm I had a, a lot of fun. I'm glad I'm glad you asked me too, and I'm looking forward to、um, putting you in the same spotlight. But I, I, you know, see on the flip side. I I I'm very curious, so I I would ask questions. I hope that you know questions weren't not just like boring shit, but you know, well, f- frankly, I don't care because <laughs> things that <laughs> things that I want to know, and hopefully my listeners who, who you know who listen to my show would probably be curious to know.、Um, but、uh, on the flip side, I I have been yearning and wanting to be asked questions by you. Because I like the way you think. I like the way you come up with questions and things to ask. I lis- was listening to a show with the、uh, the Fade Driver, and、mm-hmm. and and do you do you go through and need to like really craft those questions for the that specific person? Do you need to know that person a little bit more before you can you want to know what you want to ask? Well, because、um, it's very it comes across very thoughtful is what I want to say. I did think so. That was the second interview. So we had interviewed once, and that first time I did it, <laughs> I accidentally you lost it. it. <laughs> so that one, it was a little more generic because I've talked to Faye a lot, but I never really. That was kind of our introductory of just one-on-one talking. So having gotten that out of the way, I kind of felt like. Oh, I know I'm a little bit better. I know where I want to take this interview.、Mm-hmm. So I did actually sit down and spend each time about an hour writing questions out, and then I don't ask all those questions. But if nothing else, that gives me the chance to think about, you know, think about your like when I talk to you, I think about your life from your perspective,、mm-hmm. and like when I think when I was thinking about Faze, I always feel like.、Um, Like there's something underneath there. He he says there's nothing there, but I always think there's something underneath there that he's not wanting to share with. I that that's the same way I feel also. <laughs> that's the same way I feel also because that that's why I was like you're trying to pull something out. Yeah, he says there's nothing there, but I don't buy it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm with you there, and and uh yeah, that which is why it was fascinating to me the the interview. Um, so anyway, I, I appreciate your time and、uh, willing to come up here and let me ask you questions about <laughs> you and your life. So maybe、um, can we? I thank you, and we'll set up maybe a time next week where、yeah. um, I'll turn the tables on you. Definitely, I I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs>、cool.
<laughs> so uh, tell us uh, while my soundboard is being woken up. Tell us about your show. Where can we find your shows? Well, it is available on iTunes. Hello again. It's Brenda Boo, and then there's the group show, and it's called Life on the Shit List. But it's the iTunes will not let you have the name shit in their name, so it's L O T S L. Does it not? Does it not even let you uh, submit it with that name, or does it put a star? It didn't. It didn't even let us submit it. Oh. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass because I. The I paid for the domain name and then sent it in under this life on the shit list dot podbean dot com and it said, Ha we're not even gonna consider you. Oh. Yeah. So now it's Lotzel, which is you know, it's it's its, it's own brand now. It's so strange. Lotzel. Lotzel. It sounds like a Hansel Hansel and Gretel. Lotzel. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you can find that show, those two shows on uh, iTunes, or you can go to onlinepodcast.com. I'll put those two links to uh, those two shows as well. So thank, th- thank you very much, Brenda Boo. Uh, it, you know, this is only the opening, I think. Uh, as I get to know you better, as you get to know me more, I think we're, we're going to probably have to do this again because mm-hmm. I'll ask different questions at the time. Oh, I love it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. And ladies and gentle horse, uh, you can send feedback. Tell me what you think about Brenda Boo uh, <laughs> on onlinepodcast.com. I just have to say this. 920-iPhone-1 if you want to call. 920-iPhone-1. Uh, Nobody's called before. Not to pressure you or anything. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you can also write me email online at gmail.com. But the best thing to do is actually follow me on Twitter uh, at John Ong. And uh, until next week, thank you, Brenda Boo. And don't forget to smile, bitches. Bye. <laughs>